This is the weekly sales meeting for October 1st, 2023. My name is Chris Fleming. You can reach me at chris at cdmediaconsulting.com or go to our website at cdmediaconsulting.com. Today's topic is learn your customer's language. Communication can be broken down into two parts. There is send and there is receive. Often we are too busy in the send mode to learn and understand the received message. As I have stated many times, we do not listen to understand, but we listen to respond. We are too busy worried about what we are going to say next. We ignore all the clues, verbal and nonverbal, that lead to productive and collaborative partnerships. The use of electronic communication has made this worse, not better. Our world has become more portable and more mobile. We live in this idea of always connected. As a result, we become more disconnected from our personal relationships. And that criticism includes me. We don't take the time to learn the intricacies of our relationships. We are only concerned with the volume of the connections. In that regard, we will miss a lot, including over 90% of the opportunities evolving from our individual associations. To become better at our jobs, we could spend more time, when allowed, learning the habits and languages of our customers. Otherwise, the whole sales process could be automated, and the programmatic transaction will become the norm instead of the nuanced subtlety of personal relationship selling. I am sure there is a subset of CEOs that would relish the idea of replacing sellers with machines, but I will maintain, until they put me in a home or in the ground, human contact will always produce better, longer-term results than programmatic, uninvested transactional sales. Transactional selling has no vested interest in the conversation, only the negotiation. Programmatic is simple math. How much for how many? As if we were buying produce at the market on a Saturday. But relationship sales, like the kind you and I engage in, requires a depth of knowledge and human connection. This can only be cultivated by the interaction of two human beings. It starts with curiosity. When I hire for the sales department, I am on the lookout for two characteristics. One is desire, and the other is curiosity. The desire to be better and act better, learn more and want more. I don't believe these are traits that can be taught. They must be inherent. The other is curiosity. When we are curious, we are inquisitive. We feed our desire with information gathered from outside stimuli. We dream of possibilities and don't worry about constraints. Curiosity and openness often spur creativity. They are the one they are one in the same vein. I look for these traits. The rest of the job comes down to skills, and skills can be taught, trained, practiced, and refined. But that natural curiosity can help us develop better customer relationships. In being inquisitive, we ask questions and listen to the answers, because we want to know. The dialogue with others will reveal those things. It will lead to better conversations. It will lead to better understanding, and it will lead to a better working relationship. Some years back, my company employed a graphic artist on staff. He was tremendous. He was rather reserved. He kept to himself. To engage with him, you had to go out of your way. But he was one of the best I ever worked with or around. He understood spatial placement, design capacity, depth, and character. His designs popped off the page. He had one issue. He was colorblind. Or a color deficiency would be a better description. He did great work but had a hard time distinguishing color. 
I noticed it when my greens and reds did not come out quite right. There were some that would say he wasn't very good at his job because he couldn't get it right the first time. But I would say those people were in send mode. They didn't listen to understand, but only to respond or criticize. I could have done that also. I could have been a real jerk. But I'm a curious person. I want to know why something is happening before acting. My next move was to seek out my designer. I had a conversation with him about how we could communicate better. This is where I discovered the color blending challenge. It turns out his grasp of colors would be best served by using the Pantone scale. I could give him the numbers of what colors I wanted and we would assign them accordingly. It was simple enough. I could make that work. After all, I wasn't coming to him without an idea. I was asking him to translate the design in my head to reality. And I have zero artistic skills. Stick figures are the best I can muster. He would send me designs in PDF form. I would send him back notes and suggestions of any changes I wanted. I would do so in the same PDF with electronic post-it notes on it, directing specific changes to be made, if any. It was a great system. All it took was learning the language. He didn't have to learn mine. I had to learn his. To this day, he is the best graphic designer I ever work with because we found a way to work well together. I was asking him to step inside of my head. I wanted him to see what I would like the end result to be without the benefit of being able to describe it to him. In turn, I was required to understand my ask from his point of view, but I had to communicate and be clear. To do this, I had to use his language. Our system of Pantone scale and post-it notes worked for us. It cut down on confusion and gave clarity. I helped him execute his job with more efficiency. He helped me bring my ideas to life. Together, we had a four or five year run of high quality, high impact, efficient work. We reduced friction that developed with other departments, all because we learned a language of understanding. We do this all the time in the sales profession. We communicate in our internal processes. We expect the rest of the planet to understand it. We talk about our stuff as if everyone knows it, and it only makes sense to us. Our business customers have it too. Every business has its own vernacular, indigenous words that mean so much to those working inside the office, but nothing to those outside the four walls. Auto dealers, wireless carriers, furniture retailers all reference their customers' activities differently. We need to understand their thought processes to communicate with them effectively. They do not have to understand ours. We can leave our jargon at the office or not use it at all. It is that old adage of how you practice is how you will play. And if we talk in playing language around each other, we will talk that way in front of our customers. If we talk in jargon around the office, we end up sounding like air traffic controllers in front of the customer. I worked for several owners who were pilots. Most of them had their own planes. On several occasions, I would travel with them on a market visit. Of course, we flew. After several of these trips, you begin to learn the language and patterns of air traffic control. One day on a flight from Albuquerque, New Mexico to Lubbock, Texas, we flew over Cannon Air Force Base in Clovis, New Mexico. It turns out military air traffic control has a completely different vocabulary than civilian. We had flown over an area we should not have been in. A voice came over the radio declaring something I didn't understand. My pilot did not either. He turned to me and said into the headset, do you know what that means? I got to thinking, if I have to know what that is, we're in the wrong seats, brother. Cannon Air Force Base was giving us a warning about being in a restricted area. That warning included a subtle reference to more action, like, say, two F-18 fighter jets that were scrambling to come and meet us. Oopsie. This might have been avoided 
if we had known the language of the military air traffic control. They had sent a couple of messages before that communique. Former South African civil rights activist and leader Nelson Mandela talked about this. He said if you're going to talk to a man in a language he understands, that goes to his head. If you talk to him in his language, that goes to his heart. To have better conversations with our customers, it pays to learn their language. It is something the transactional sellers and programmatic processes can never replace. The ability to reason and interpret their conversation is the domain of the seller. The human being has this ability. Chat CPT will not come close. We understand nuances and subtlety. Machine learning is not advanced enough for emotional intelligence. We dominate that atmosphere, and we should never give up the high ground. My friend Mark Levy is a longtime sales trainer. We speak often about such topics. He likes to say not only should you communicate in a way to be understood, but you should do so in a manner that makes it impossible to be misunderstood. How about that for a challenge? As we develop our client relationships, make understanding the mission. Make it your desire to be both understood and incapable of being misunderstood. It means learning the language of your customer. It means adapting. This is one of the traits that make us higher mammals. Well, adaptation and the opposable thumb. Once we learn the language of our customers, we can adapt our phraseology to fit that narrative. So we are incapable of being misunderstood, drawing parallels between what our customer knows and what we are doing so every player is on the same page. The writer C.S. Lewis said, always try to use the language so as to make quite clear what you mean and make sure your sentence couldn't mean anything else. This is the fine art of communication, and it is an art. Selling is only 20% science. The rest is an art. We are artists. James Humes was an American author. He was also a presidential speechwriter for President Dwight D. Eisenhower. He wrote, The art of communication is the language of leadership. As leaders in our field, studying and mastering the art of communication is a constant work in progress. We should be looking to further and strengthen our relationships with our customers. We should be willing to share bits and pieces of ourselves while we are learning more about those we serve. We can learn to interpret facial expressions, body language, tone, and inflection. These are often more important than the words spoken. Former FBI hostage negotiator turned author and public speaker Chris Voss says this, body language and tone of voice, not words, are our most powerful assessment tools. We can learn to interpret all this in learning the language of our customers. Francis George Steiner was a Franco-American author and literary critic of the 20th century. He passed away in February of 2020. He was acclaimed as one of the great minds of the literary world. He spent much of his time writing about language and its impact on society. He claimed, every language is a world. Without translation, we would inhabit parishes bordering on silence. One of our big challenges in learning the language of our customers is balancing these translations. The balance is between their internal communication and its external meaning, and then marrying that to our internal communication and its meaning. We have to become excellent translators. Put your ego aside. Learn to listen to understand. As Mark Twain wrote, you have two ears and one mouth. That should be the ratio of listening to talking. Listen twice as much as you speak. If the conversation is dominated by you, nothing is communicated. 
communication is a two-part method. It contains both send and receive. To make it more effective, all participants must be on the same page. As the writer Robert Louis Stevenson said, all speech, written or spoken, is a dead language until it finds a willing and prepared hearer. Our challenge is to learn the language of our customers. Speak to them in their native tongue. Be an interpreter of business communication, a translator of pertinent information to ensure messages are not only understood, but incapable of being misunderstood. We are artists who must work at the subtlety of messages and rabbit out hidden or unspoken meanings. This is our challenge, and it starts with learning the language of the customer and not having a hidden language of our own. My new book, 52 Weekly Sales Meetings, is now available on Amazon.com. If you like what you have heard here today, please consider ordering a copy or two. You can always send one to a friend. Go to cdmediaconsulting.com right now and follow the instructions to order.